0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. How are you guys this morning? Good. All right, let's 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 start with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your goodness, your creativity, and for the beauty of the garden. And we're thankful for what you have started at Southern and all these other institutions and just fill us with your Holy Spirit and give us wisdom now. In Jesus' name, amen. So, This is a picture of the 16 students that we currently have in our sustainability studies class at Southern Adventist University. After decades, the Lord has been good and agriculture is now coming back to Southern. These are the students that are currently in the class right now. So the reason why I teach in the history and political studies department at Southern, there's a major called global policy and service. And when we started this major, we just knew that agriculture had to be a part of it. And here's why. This is what caught my attention. Number one is obesity. Obesity. There was a report recently um, published in The Lancet in 2012, and it talks about how globally, in the last few decades, obesity has risen 82% around the world, 100% in the Middle East. Um, Obesity around the world is a bigger problem now than hunger. Did you know that? Obesity is a bigger problem than hunger. In the United States, we know that this is an issue. 70% of Americans are overweight or obese, and there's a lot of factors that go into that, which we won't go into today. Physical activity. There's a decline in physical activity. It is said that in 1950, half of Americans had a job that involved physical labor, and today, less than 20% of Americans do. Only 3% of adults meet the minimum recommendation for physical activity. Another reason why we wanted to bring agriculture back to Southern is because of the hunger issue. Obesity is a bigger problem, but hunger is still an important problem around the world. According to the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, there are 870 million hungry people. And did you guys know that the majority of these are small farmers, like small plot farmers? So important. And 49 million households in the United States, or 49 million people in the United States, are food insecure. So it's a problem here as well. So as I was thinking about agriculture, bringing it back to Southern, the Lord impressed me about the Garden of Eden. And that's where he originally placed man. It wasn't in a city. It was in the Garden of Eden, and we were to work and to tend it and to have dominion. And it says, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Also went into the spirit of prophecy. The home of our first parents was to be a pattern for other homes as their children should go forth to occupy the earth. This is from Avenus Home, page 132. The end of the quote says, "In the surroundings of the holy pair was a lesson for all time, that true happiness is found not in the indulgence of pride and luxury, but in communion with God through his created works. And we wanted the students to experience that at Southern. Another quote, Child Guidance, page 356. No line of manual training is of more value than agriculture. Adventist Home, page 142. The constant contact with the mystery of life and the loveliness of nature, as well as the tenderness called forth in ministering to these beautiful objects of God's creation, tends to quicken the mind and refine and elevate the character. So we wanted to bring character development into our agriculture education. And finally, this was the clincher for me. It is God's plan that agriculture shall be connected with the work of our sanitariums and schools. It is well, and it is more than well, it is essential that efforts be made to carry out the Lord's plan in this respect. This is Testimonies of the Church, um, Volume 8, pages 227 to 228. So the Lord showed me we need to bring agriculture back to Southern, so for our physical health, for the health of the earth, our character, and it creates an opportunity for holistic education, and most importantly of all, to lift up our Savior Jesus Christ to our students and also to the community around us. So this is the beginning of our garden at Southern Adventist University. We are starting small, and we've heard through different seminars that's a good place to start. So we are encouraged. Um, we inherited the garden. From the SAU Garden Club. I think it's been almost three years ago now, two and a half years. Andrew Fisher started a garden at SAU. He's here at this conference along with John Howe and Andrew's older brother, Luke Fisher. Andrew was graduating and they were going to turn this area back into grass. And we said, Oh, we'll take it. So we did. And these are my two nephews and they helped us get the garden ready. So here's the site. And then that was the first summer. God blessed. My sister and brother in law helped us get it going. They really they volunteered and put in grunt effort, and God really blessed. The Smiths are a part of this story. My nephew took this picture. I'm sorry, it's not the best picture, but it's the only one I had. <laughs> So this was a real blessing. So we had this idea to bring agriculture back to Southern, but two problems. Number one, I don't know how to garden myself. And number two, we didn't have a teacher. I looked for seven months to find a teacher to no avail. It was very character building. And that is one lesson. We need more people with masters in agriculture in our church so that we can teach at our institutions. It's really important. But it was a real blessing. Um, A friend of mine told me about the Smiths and their farm, Sunny Zona. And so I emailed them just to ask, hey, do you know of anyone that could teach? And lo and behold, they were going to be in Chattanooga the next week or the week after that, so that was a real blessing. So I was able to meet with them, and they told me about a wonderful individual, Jane Takahashi, who worked on their farm for how long? Almost a year. Okay, about a year, Jane worked at Zona. And so Jane and the Smiths, out of the kindness of their heart, lent Jane to Southern for a semester. She was a real missionary. She came out here just to do this one class. She was a brave individual, and this is a picture of Jane and one of the students. So agriculture at Southern probably wouldn't have happened without Jane's spirit of sacrifice. So this is the first year that we did it, and we started with this small outside garden, but we knew that we needed a hoop house. The administration of Southern was so gracious, they diverted funds so that we could have a hoop house. This is 30 by 48, and it arrived in October of our first year. However, I could find no one to put it up, no one. I prayed and I prayed, I prayed, volunteers, no no one. The class and I and Jane, we, like, opened the box and we're like, maybe we can do it. And we're like, no, we probably can't do it. So a week went by, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks went by, and it had been a month. And no one could put up this hoop house. So Jane and I were getting frustrated, and this was testing our faith, and we were going to give up. But the Lord impressed us, you need to have a special day of fasting and prayer. I'm telling you, when you pray and fast, the Lord moves. And so I was in my office at Southern, and I was praying, and I was begging God, as I had been for the past month, please put up this hoop house, please put up this hoop house. It's fall. We're running out of things to do with the students in the garden. Please put up this um, hoop house. And the Lord impressed me, you need to start praying. Stop begging me, and you need to praise my name for what I'm about to do. And so I was in my office, it was lunchtime, I was hungry and praying, and I said, Lord, I praise your name for what you're about to do. And right then, the vice president of Southern called me and said, We're going to put up the Hoop House tomorrow. And so the students and I, we named this Hoop House Ebenezer because it's a memorial to God's power. And agriculture at Southern doesn't have to do with people, it has to do with God. This is our Hoop House. And this is the first year's class, eight intrepid individuals. Now I'll turn it over to my husband.
1: Thank you, Mindy. Uh, truly, so many miracles happen because of your prayers It's Southern. Um, I met Mindy because she is a family friend of ours and I came back from Haiti where I was working in agriculture um, because I wanted to get an education certificate to be able to teach. And so I come to Southern and my mother says, you should help Mindy in the garden. She needs, she needs someone to help with agriculture. So I knocked on her office door and said, can I help you in the garden? And uh, Mindy had been praying that the okay. Lord would send an agriculture teacher. And so Mindy and I began working together and we became friends. And then we started dating and now we're married. Mm-hmm. And so we're working together here at Southern and... um. I want to tell you about the class Sustainability Studies. Um, It meets twice a week. One week is in the classroom, and one week is in the outdoor classroom in the garden venue. And Mindy um, takes up leadership with the indoor class, and I help coordinate in the outdoor class. Um, But basically, I want to tell you a little bit about this class. Um, We base it on the Bible and the spirit of prophecy. our goal is to educate students on food and agriculture policy and community development, to prepare students with practical agriculture skills to serve domestically and internationally in poverty alleviation, hunger solutions, health and environmental and stewardship and restoration. Um, what do we cover in this class? So these are some big ideas, but what practically practically do we cover? Um, we divide it up basically into domestic and international. And so the first um, part of the semester, we cover domestic agriculture, agriculture that can happen in our climate in Tennessee. And then the last half, we cover international agriculture. And we, it's pretty much divided with midterm break. Um, we use Elliot Coleman's books for the textbook on the domestic agriculture. And we cover the planning, the, prepra- the preparing, the planting, soil biology, composting, um how to navigate through a seed catalog um all these kinds of things and in the international part we cover small-scale tropical agriculture tropical plants what what plants should i grow in the tropics and um, for a lot of students are very familiar with tropical plants but they're not familiar with tropical plants that can be used for ground covers um, that can be used to maintain soil fertility um uh, tropical plants that are perennials that have edible leaves that are on them year-round, different things like that, drought-tolerant crops. So we cover these things as well. We cover some methods, uh, systems for rice intensification. Um, we, we cover farming God's Way, which is a method of corn planting that was developed by missionaries in Africa, uh, sloping agriculture technology, appropriate technology, and finally strategies for arid climates. Um, for me, Um, I derive a lot of purpose in this from the writings of Ellen White, and my favorite quote that Ellen White has that I could really define um, what I've wanted to do for the Lord is found a ministry of healing which says, in God's plan for Israel, every family had a home on the land with sufficient ground for tilling, and no one can improve upon this, and to the world's departure from it is owing to a great degree the poverty and wretchedness we see today. So the Lord, in his plan for Israel, provided a way for employment, provided a way for um, health, and um, getting people back to that plan, I think, could alleviate poverty and could alleviate hunger. Um, And so that gives me a lot of purpose for what we do. And um, another quote that also gives me purpose is the one found in education that says that, as the human family increased in numbers, it was God's plan that they would establish other homes and schools like the Eden one. And um, the idea of family, of serving the world through alleviating poverty and um, unemployment um, are big ones for me. Um, Here's our garden. We have a 48 by 30 foot hoop house. And outside we also have um, a a 100 by 40 foot garden spot. And um, we're using a lot of season extension uh, technologies, like covering crops with fabric Um, and um, what we're growing in the garden. Um, We're growing lots of greens right now. Lettuce, broccoli, kale, carrots, uh, lots of spinach. Really, really, really such a blessing. Um, It's really awesome this year. Our compost has finally come to fruition, and so we're able to use a little bit of our own farm-generated fertility. And so Um, We're succession planting. As soon as we're harvesting a crop, we're um, replanting it with seedlings. And so before we put seedlings back down, we're putting compost down. Um, To maintain fertility, we're also using alfalfa meal. And I've been hearing a lot and reading a lot about C90 and want to work with that. And also a quick note about sweet potatoes. Um, One of – a mentor for myself, um, and it's been – kind of helping out with some of maybe the long-term vision for the garden, Um, gave us some documents, um, some artifacts from about 120 years ago about Collegedale. And Collegedale was actually um, founded on on agriculture, and sweet potato was the cash crop. And so this whole area where Southern Adventist University was, um, was a big sweet potato producing area. So that really was um, amazing to me to find out how sweet potato really is a superfood. The true educational value, I'll let Mindy talk to you some about the true educational value um, of having agriculture at Southern.
0: To be honest, at the beginning of this semester, some of the students don't know what they're signing up for. This is a required class in the GPS major, which is training people to go into politics to be Daniel and Esthers, or to go work for some organization like ADRA, or to be a missionary with AFM or our church in some capacity, and they don't know that we're actually going to be getting our hands in the dirt. But it's amazing, though, that some start grumbling at the beginning of the semester, but it changes by the end. It's amazing. Um, One student here, his name is Josue, and he's actually the concert violinist master for the Southern Orchestra. And he just told me, he's never really gotten his hands in the dirt before, um, and he just told me the other day that this class is his therapy. It's just a mental relax for him, and it's a huge blessing. One student, I used to have to drive her to the garden, and she would grumble all the way there and talk about how she did not like gardening. And by the end of the semester, she absolutely loved it and wanted to have her own garden in the future. Another student... um, is a social work major and she's wanting to go to law school. And she thought that it was a waste of time to weed every week. But then for her special paper in the middle of the semester, she presented in front of the whole class and she told her testimony and said that now she realizes that character development and having a relationship with Jesus Christ is the most important thing. So this is true education. It's going beyond the books. And Philip and I, this is the class where we get to know the students the best. We're outside with them. We're working with them. We become friends. We eat together. It's just a real blessing. And this is the true model of education that Ellen White was talking about. It's just so encouraging to see how the students respond to that.
1: Markets. Uh, my first year working with Mindy, we, we sold the produce at the cafeteria, the village market. And uh, this year, we decided we're going to give it, give it away. Mindy and I really feel like this is a ministry. And so this year um, we've been giving our produce to the SAU Food Pantry, um, which is a food pantry started by students on campus. Um, We also give the most, most of our produce goes to the cafeteria and it's such a pleasure to work with the cafeteria. The director of the cafeteria has actually been trying to bring agriculture back to Southern for about two years. And um, every time we bring food in, He is so excited along with the whole staff. Um, They put it out on the salad bars. Um, They're amazing to work with. Um, um, We've also been giving produce away to the culinary arts department. Southern now has a vegetarian culinary arts program and we bring food to them. And um, it's just such a pleasure to work and to integrate agriculture among the departments at Southern. this was taken actually on Wednesday. This Wednesday, um, we harvested for the cafeteria and um, the culinary arts program. And this is spinach, as you can see, um, my wife with her students. And we just have so much fun in the garden. Also on this Wednesday, um, we prepared kohlrabi, which we, um, which the students had grown. And we sliced it up and ate it together with hummus. And we just have a lot of fun together. A typical day... Um, and the classroom looks like this outside. Um, we start class with a spiritual thought, and then we go into a practical lesson, um, such as how to prepare a garden. And then the last portion of the class, we spend doing practical tasks, labor in the garden. Um, one of our students is very passionate about hunger, and they're actually holding a fast on campus right now yeah. um, to bring awareness to how many people actually go without food. And we have so many students that are so service-oriented. Do you want to speak more on that, Mindy? Sure. Okay.
0: So they're so passionate about world hunger. They're doing a 30-hour fast right now through Sabbath. They're having a special Vespers tonight. They're praying for people that are hungry around the world, thinking of strategies to help in the future. There's so many service-minded young people at our institutions, including Southern. They want to make a difference. They just don't know how. And so it's wonderful to be able to come in there along beside them and have classes like this where they can learn some practical skills for the future. We have a very small garden at Southern. It's a start. One of the reasons why we're giving the produce away is for PR in the community. We're trying to get people on board and to catch this vision because you know all schools want to keep expenses down and sometimes agriculture is seen as risky and so we're just wanting to make relationships build relationships and just cast a vision a vision that goes back to the book of education so we covet your prayers keep us in prayer as we're working with our wonderful administrators and teachers and just pray that agriculture can grow and expand and we can train more students for God's glory and maybe and we can learn from Andrews because I know they have a fantastic program up there maybe we could even have like a two-year program in agriculture in the future at Southern Adventist University to train missionaries for around the world so thank you so much for your time this morning
1: this media was brought to you by Audioverse